Well, we had a massive night last night and a massive show for you today, completely packed in. So make sure you listen to all of it. We've got huge news, Project Veritas leaks out of the FBI and an op-ed written by George Soros in the Wall Street Journal. But first, we'll let you guys know the college scam, collegescam.com. Now, if you watched the live stream with me and Charlie yesterday, you may have noticed there was a little bit of coffee spilled. We're not going to talk about who spilled that coffee on a copy of The College Scam. So we're getting that one cleaned up. Make sure that you go and get a pristine copy of College Scam. Go to collegescam.com, how America's universities are bankrupting and brainwashing away the future of America's youth and all proceeds from book sales go to Turning Point USA. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is August 3rd, 2022, Anno Domini. Today's top headlines, Project Veritas is now revealing that the FBI has documents that list the Gazden flag, the Second Amendment, and Revolutionary War imagery as, quote, extremist symbols. Second, billionaire George Soros is out claiming that his district attorneys are not to blame for the crime wave. So that's wrong. Third, over 200 American law enforcement officers shot in 2022, a 14% increase from 2021. No one's going to talk about it, but we will. And third, Georgia says embryos count as dependents for tax purposes. God bless Georgia. All this and more head Human Events Daily. Before my daughter was publicly murdered, I did not realize the Capitol Police operated with impunity because I would also I would just like to make it clear that I do back the blue, that I have the utmost respect for police officers. And so did Ashley. But it is very important to know that the Capitol Police Department is not really a police department. They're an arm of Congress. They take their 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 orders straight from from Congress, from Nancy Pelosi. Well, Project Veritas has new documents from inside the FBI and so yesterday after the show, sitting around, we're doing the um, production meetings for the show yesterday, talking about some stuff we want to do. Got a call on my phone from my contact at Project Veritas. And I said, guys, this is what it's like every day around here. And they said, Jack, we've got new documents, FBI. We need somebody to get it out. Will you post it up on Twitter for us? Will you get it? I said, no problem. Send me the documents. We'll take care of it. Get them to Twitter. And then, of course, we get it over to the Post Millennial that did the full write up. You need to read this because what Project Veritas has released is now leaked documents from an FBI whistleblower stating that the FBI is outlining symbols that they say are commonly used by, quote, anti-government or anti-authority violent extremists, noting specifically militia violent extremists, MVE. They come up with these new terms just like, you know, every other day. The leaked document. Now, here are some of the symbols. All right, well, let's, let's get into this, right? What are some of the symbols you're talking about? They're talking about, okay, propaganda, online platforms, memes, merchandise, group logos, flags, tattoos, uniforms, etc. What does it include? Okay, well, hold on, guys. Hold on. Let's let's go down. Let's let's see, because you know, we want to make sure, you know, maybe there's some extremists in the mist and we wanna, you know, we wanna be able to identify them. Who are these these extreme people? Here we go. Included in the list is the Second Amendment, with the FBI saying militia extremists justify their existence with the Second Amendment due to their mention of a well-regulated militia. That actually is what the Second Amendment states, as well as the, quote, right to bear arms. OK, that's just literally a, a, the words of our Constitution. Warrior culture, military themes, both, hit, <laughs> both historical and contemporary, with the examples of Spartans, 
Valhalla, Molon Labe, the Gadsden flag, right? Don't tread on me. The Liberty Tree, the Betsy Ross flag, as well as Revolutionary War imagery from the American Revolution, such as 1776. The document also lists a number of people that they say they have been deemed as martyrs, which include Ashley Babbitt. So if you're, say, someone who has questions about the shooting death of Ashley Babbitt, the only person who was shot and killed on January 6th, if you're someone who's, who's talking about that, perhaps doing a memorial, President Trump brought her on stage last year at, a, at an event um, in Arizona, the mother, obviously. The FBI might now label you an extremist. So I said yesterday on the program, I said, does the FBI do anything except conspire against the American people? And now we have our answer. No, no, they don't. Because go in and look at the other story we talked about yesterday. The guy on Reddit who is openly using Reddit and Discord to plan the murder of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh and potentially two other Supreme Court justices. Like, this is the, th this is the guy, right? This is the guy that you're supposed to get, FBI. This, this is actually this guy, Nicholas John Roski, who I don't want a dead name, does go by Sophie on Reddit in his Reddit posts, up there talking about how he wants to, um, what did he, he was Googling um, how to be stealthy. What is best place to stab a guy? Uh, assassin skills. If someone's looking up that stuff and then they go to Reddit and then they go to Discord, they're asking how to kill it. The FBI doesn't seem to go after these people. The mass shootings, the FBI always kind of seems to be, or law enforcement in general seems to be involved in that they've heard of it. They say, we always find out was on their radar. Was on, it's like a bingo card. Was on their radar, was on our radar. We had had reports. Okay. So what are you focusing your time on? You're focusing your time on guys who have Gadsden flag memes and stickers and people talking about Ashley Babbitt. When the new Congress comes in next year, we need to have a frank, serious, and open discussion about what's to be done with the FBI. And this is a big difference between the new right and the old right. The new right is actually going to look at these things and say, we demand results. We demand better from our government and we cannot have an out of control American Stasi that is seeking to conspire against us. I don't need to tell you at this point about the fragile state of the US dollar and what it means for us. We're in for a tough year. We're in for a tough time. And Biden's printing and spending could be catastrophic for the US dollar and the markets. And they have been. Now, we real patriots know that Bidenflation is the real pandemic and it is about to get worse. That's why I recommend you diversify with gold and silver now. And the only company that I recommend is Allegiance Gold. My friends at Allegiance Gold can help you protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold and silver or have it delivered securely right to your door. They will educate you on the benefits of physical gold because they care and they want to build a long-term relationship. Allegiance Gold has the highest rating from third-party consumer protection agencies, five stars with TrustLink, AAA rated with the Business Consumer Alliance, and have an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. Get $500 of free silver on a qualifying purchase when you tell them that Poso sent you. So do not wait. Call or click today. AllegianceGold.com slash Poso. Link is in the description. We cannot control the Biden administration, but we can prepare. AllegianceGold.com slash Poso. When I was elected as the fat first black woman to be elected district attorney in a state of 40 million people when I was the, the San Francisco district attorney that I created the, one of the first in the nation programs, 
around young men and women who had been arrested for drugs and saying, no, they are not going to jail. We are getting them jobs and dismissing the charges against them. And, when, and it ended up being a national model for what's called re-entry, which when I was doing it, DAs would say, what are you talking about? We've never heard this word re-entry. People would say to me, what are you doing? You're supposed to be locking people up, not letting them out. People say, why are you giving them jobs? Other people want jobs. But it ended up being a model, so much so that the Eric Holder Justice Administration under President Obama named my work as a model of innovation for the nation. Yes. Well, everyone's favorite Hungarian billionaire, George Soros, has come out with a new op-ed in the Wall Street Journal. And what has he written? Let's take a look. I have been involved in efforts to reform the criminal justice system for more than 30 years. I have been a philanthropist. Yet our system is rife with injustices that make us all less safe. We need to acknowledge that black people in the U.S. are five times as likely to be sent to jail as white people. That is an injustice that undermines our democracy. So here's the response. Here's the response from a lot of people looking at this. Um, Soros cites the... Most rigorous academic study, the violent crime in recent years has generally been increasing more quickly in jurisdictions with, without reform-minded prosecutors. Murder rates are rising in some red states led by tough-on-crime politicians. And it's, and it's interesting because he's talking about uh, rising versus historic highs experienced across major cities. Doesn't talk about the cities where his DAs are involved. And Zero Hedge has a great article up about this where they talk about counties in Virginia, New York, Dallas, Texas, Trav Austin, Texas, San Antonio, Texas, Chicago, Illinois, St. Louis, Missouri, Los Angeles, California, and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You're making you're playing games to fudge the numbers around because it is cities actually where your DAs are in that are seeing the highest rise and seeing the insane the insane amounts of crime. I I have a new theory about this. And I was listening to Scott Adams talk about this yesterday and and, and I think he's right when, when here, here's where I think Soros is coming from, from this. He's an idiot. Um, he actually does. He actually thinks that if we let people out of jail who have committed violent crimes, that they will look at it as some sort of special reward and that they won't go back to committing any more violent crimes if they escape punishment or if they only receive a life punishment. These people actually seem to think that. And that they will be so um, overjoyed, so happy that they didn't have to go to jail, that they'll go back to live a life on the straight and narrow. Are you serious? Are you absolutely serious, George Soros? The criminals are doing crime because they've decided to be criminals. If you don't understand anything about criminal psychology, and if the idea is that if you can break past and this is some of the oldest, by the way, some of the oldest, most um, just traditional forms of psychology that we've looked at. Go back even all the way to philosophy, Hobbes and Locke. And they talked about this. Look, at the end of the day, if you have a system without laws, if you have a system without enforcement of those laws, and I'm sorry, libertarians, but it's been tried and this has been proven time and time again, that when you take law enforcement and I would include the criminal justice system as part of law enforcement in this case, when you take them completely out of the picture, the people who commit crimes will continue to go on committing crimes. You're not going to stop criminals by telling them that it's okay to commit crimes. 
You're going to enable them. It's enabling behavior. George Soros is a criminal enabler. That's why homicides are going up. That's why shootings are going up. That's why violent crime is going up. Go to any inner city right now. They're shutting down stores. Dwayne Reed in New York City is cutting back from 24 hours to, um, you know, to limited hours. 7-Eleven isn't going back to 24 hours anymore. Or excuse me, they are going back from 24 hours. They're going back to the original hours of 7 to 11. Why is that? It's because of crime. Now, is there a multifactorial approach? Of course, of course. But understand, at the very bare minimum, if you do not lock up people who have committed violent crimes, not forever, but for a period, then they will just simply go on to commit more. It's time to fight back against woke corporations. Now, you can vote with your feet by moving state to state, but you can vote with your dollars. It's called economic leverage. All across the country, we understand now that if we want to change this nation, we have to change the way the marketplace works. These woke corporations, they're seeking to divide us. Big banks freezing the accounts of people who disagree with our political views. And now supply chain is dependent on companies and countries that actively work against our values. It's time for a change. And that change starts with us. And we have to vote with our wallets. That is why Human Events Daily is proud to partner with Public Square, the largest directory of freedom-loving businesses that our nation has ever seen. Public Square is the very first app that connects freedom-loving Americans like you and me with their local community and the businesses that share their values. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never cancel you for your public views, Public Square is your guide. Just download the Public Square app from the Apple App Store or Google Play, create a free account, and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can find you today. Now, download that app right now, Public Square. Just pull out your phone, download it, Public Square app, Public Square. Tell us the importance of morale to a police officer responding quickly. Uh, he gets a call. There's a, rob there's a, there's a, a robbery in progress. Uh, does he rush there? Does he rush in while it's going on? Or does he start thinking, oh, gee, I got a family. I've got a, a livelihood. If I do anything wrong, uh, the mayor's not going to protect me against the crazies who are going to try to try to crucify me. It's, it's not only about morale. It's about overall leadership of the city. There isn't a cop that worked under my command, not one, that worked under my command out of 55,000 men, men and women that worked for me that did not know under your command, they got the benefit of the doubt. They were gonna be given the benefit of the doubt unless there was an investigation that proved they did something criminal or administratively wrong. And, um, and they know that. So we've been talking about law enforcement and I saw this headline from the Post Millennial, had to discuss this because I haven't seen anyone else even talking about this. Over 200 American law enforcement officers shot in 2022, a 14% increase from 2021. Not even included, by the way, in this total are incidents where the officers are shot at but not struck. And let's go through, let's go through some of this. So the new study, it's a report from the National Fraternal Order of Police that as of July 31st, 210 officers have been shot in the line of duty, which with 39 such attacks resulting in death, murders of police officers. This is up 14% from last year and up 12% from 2022. Of the shootings that have taken place so far this year, 46 of them were reported to be, quote, 
ambush style, meaning they were carried out with an element of surprise and intended to deprive officers of their ability to defend against the attack. And that language, that's clinical language right there. What you're seeing is you are seeing people actually lying in wait and planning to murder police officers. We've gotten so far in this country from this idea of, a, and look, you've seen me on this program. I go after law enforcement. We just did an entire piece on the FBI. I have no problem talking about reforming law enforcement, but we've gotten so far from this country from the idea of a police officer being someone in and of the community who's there to defend the community and now turning them into targets. Why? Because it gets ratings for media. And it's been, some, it's been a system and it's been a program that's been run for about 10 years now in the United States. And in some cases, in smaller scales, even longer than that. Police are not looking to murder people. Do they, make pro do they have problems every once in a while? Sure, everyone does. But they're not waking up every morning saying, hey, let's go murder some people in this neighborhood. Just doesn't happen. We had the study last week. Less than 1% of 1% of arrests involve a police officer shooting their firearm. But now they're flipping it around. Open season on police. And then even when you arrest criminals, the DAs just let them back on on the street for committing violent crimes. This is what's going on in our city right now, our cities right now. This is what's going, imagine if you live in these cities. Imagine if you have kids in one of these cities. Say you're in, you're in public housing, trying to get your kids a good education, trying to get them to be able to go to school, to get out of the situation that you're in. And they can't do anything because there's bullets flying outside the window every night, or there's sirens, drugs completely rampant in the streets. When former President Trump came out with his statement last week, I think it was last week, about sending the military, using the National Guard, to go into some of these areas. Okay, obviously that policy creates a whole lot more questions and you really have to go through the pros and cons, but understand where it's coming from. It's coming from a level of frustration because these cities have become so completely out of control and yet they're part of the United States. Are we just supposed to overlook what's going on in our cities? Are we supposed to overlook what's going on in the inner cities? Those are American citizens. Those kids are American kids just as much as anybody else. And you can sit in your bougie suburbs. You can sit in your bougie, ritzy, ritzy downtowns, right? Downtown Chicago and act like it's not happening, right? Go sip your mimosas, go to your brunch on Sundays. But understand, you know, D.C., it's what? PG County, Maryland, Baltimore is not far away. But understand this is going on. It's going on on our watch. And the people in power don't seem to care. They don't want to do anything about it. They'd rather just pretend it's not happening. Do you support any limitation on abortion? Or does it, do you think that women should have the right to have an abortion all the way up to nine months? I believe an abortion is a medical decision. And I believe that that should be a choice made between a doctor and a woman and in consultation with her family. But I think the challenge that we have is that we keep putting this in a political space. This is a medical decision. And the medical choices that should be made should be governed by what is best for that woman and what is best at the suggestion of and advice of their doctor. Look, I'm going to tell you something right now. I love this story. I think this is great. 
On Monday, a statement from the Georgia Department of Revenue citing a June 24th, 2022 ruling when the United States Supreme Court struck down Roe v. Wade 50 years. We love it, folks. We're so happy about it. Complete guidance about the implications of the personhood provision of Georgia law. What does it state? From July 20th, 2022, taxpayers can claim an exemption in the amount of $3,000 per embryo, according to the Georgia Department of Revenue. Relevant medical records or other supporting documents may be needed. The big picture, following the reversal of Roe v. Wade, a challenge to Georgia's anti-abortion law and its personhood language failed in federal court. Opponents have since sued in Georgia state court, according to Axios. What does this mean? Embryos are people. Embryos are natural people. However, I have an interesting question about this as I read the article. How do you deal with IVF? Because... In, in some instances of IVF, and Elon Musk is, is famous for doing this, many celebrities are famous for doing this, they count that they, you are creating multiple embryos and then not all of them um, are implanted, not all of them gestate to, to full development. And so is there a determination for IVF when you're saying that it's about, it is about um, Every embryo gives you a tax break. Every embryo is considered. I'm, I'm just interested. I'm very interested because these are the types of questions that we as a country and we as a society need to start asking um, for myself as a Catholic. Um, just the way that I would that I would personally look at that, you know, I'm an embryo is a life period. And so if you're doing IVF, then that means the amount of embryos you got to go with, you got to go for all of them. Right. No picking and choosing. Right. That's where that's where you get a little bit too Gattaca for me. And, you know, funny enough, the movie Gattaca, which is all about um, genetic testing and designer babies and creating a future race of, you know, Nietzschean superhumans or something. And that came out in the 1990s. Um, fantastic movie, Ethan Hawke, Uma Thurman, who have a daughter, by the way, who acts, of course, in Stranger Things. I actually said that, I think back in high school, I said, whoever I marry has to understand the importance of Gattaca. And then funny enough, when Tanya Tay and I were dating, one of the very first dates we ever went to, we actually got to go see a screening of another movie where Ethan Hawke was in the theater and we got to do a Q&A with him. We got to meet him afterwards and the director of Gattaca. And of course, as you may imagine, Tanya Tay loved it. So we need to look at this. We need to understand that we are going to be a pro-human movement all the way from conception to death. We have to be a pro-human movement. That's what pro-life means. It's not just pro-life anywhere, it's pro-human. So what is a human? We are defining it as biologically and scientifically, as well as spiritually, a DNA unique individual. And that is all the time we have here at Human Events Daily. Remember, as always, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you, be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us. Share this out with one, just one of your normie friends, and then leave us your five-star review, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. What do we talk about today? Project Veritas revealing that the FBI has listed the Gadsden flag, Second Amendment, Revolutionary War imagery, 1776, as extremist symbols. Next, billionaire George Soros claiming that his district attorneys aren't to blame for the crime wave. 
Third, over 200 American law enforcement officers shot in 2022, a 14% increase from 2021, according to a new report. And then finally, Georgia says that embryos do count as dependents for tax purposes. And by the way, that should also mean that, that embryos are good for you to use the HOV lane for pregnant mothers. That's exactly what we need. That is the movement that we're part of. It's a pro-human movement. But before we go, it's time for today's history break. August 3rd, 1492. Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue, right? Christopher Columbus set sail from Palo, Spain with three ships, the Nina Pena San Marina. I don't know if people actually teach that anymore. They were seeking a westerly route to the far east. They were trying to make it to China or Japan. They were trying to make it to Asia. They instead landed in the Bahamas. So the question is, and people will argue about this, did Christopher Columbus discover America? And I understand that, yes, the Vikings did arrive before him, as well as the Native Americans. But when you're talking about the act of discovery, you have to put it in context of the age of discovery of what it meant in terms of world history. So, yes, I do credit Christopher Columbus with this because that was the world historic moment that where all the kingdoms of Europe understood and started the free-for-all of colonization here in the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.